Blog Talk Radio. All right, and good evening. My name is Ryan Miner. You are listening to a minor detail on the Change Montgomery County radio network, and you can find Change Montgomery County on the internet at changemoco.org. And tonight I have the distinct pleasure of having the chairman of the Maryland Young Republicans, Corey Boone, and he has come on the show this evening to discuss the national convention, the National Young Republicans Convention that took place uh, last weekend in Chicago. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. I heard you had an exciting trip, so I'm I'm really interested to to hear everything that happened, and uh, I'm hoping that you can walk us through um, the events of the convention, what you learned, some of the guest speakers, uh, what happened, and what it means for Maryland. And uh, I know maybe towards the end of the show you could talk about uh, some exciting news that's coming down the line for Maryland in a few years. So, Corey, um, let's start out with um, you. You were recently elected as the chairman of the Maryland Young Republicans, and uh, what does it mean to be a young Republican? Well, it just means, um, in my opinion, that uh, that we represent um, a Republican Party um, that's under forty uh, to articulate and to spread the base um, to like-minded individuals in our age range. So that's what it means to me. That's my role um, as chairman is to take the GOP principles and, um, you know, uh, add more membership and add more participation uh, to the Maryland Young Republicans as well as people um, that may not, be so sure about how they feel politically um, to articulate the message to them and to uh, convince them that um, we are the party of liberty, uh, what's best for the country and all that. Well, absolutely. And since your election, uh, since have becoming into office um, as the, the chairman of the Young Republicans, I know that you have been busy traveling all throughout Maryland, all, from Western Maryland all the way down to Ocean City, uh, you are mm-hmm. forming new chapters. I know that I've had um, Eric Beasley and I have Kristen Long and, and Brandon Cooper, and I'm actually going to bring in, um, I'm assuming that Brandon is on the line. Brandon, is that you? Or is yeah, it I Kristen? Think it's, Chris. it's Kristen. Oh. oh, hey, Kristen. Welcome to the show. Uh, Kristen, who, you are the vice chair of the Maryland Young Republicans. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, well, welcome. And we're talking with Corey Boone. Uh, we're talking about the uh, the convention. And I was just complimenting Corey to say that you guys have been busy. You, you're traveling all over the state. You're forming these new chapters. You're getting people interested in the process. And it's an exciting time to be a young Republican in Maryland because um, not only do we have some new executive leadership, but, but also we have an election coming up next year. And I know that a lot of young people, especially young Republicans, they really get involved in the election process. So, um, Corey, how are we going to use young Republicans to help our Republican candidates in Maryland in 2016? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, what I envision um, and what one of the reasons why I'm working so hard to build up membership and chapters um, is to help out uh, our Republican candidates throughout the state in 2016. Um, I've met in uh, Congressional 6, I met with uh, a couple of the candidates, um, Amy, David, I spoke with Frank, um, who else? I might be missing one or two, uh, but um, mm-hmm. met with Dr. Plaster out in mm. Congressional uh, uh, 3. Um, so I've been, you know, speaking with candidates, and, you know, Maryland has a lot of great candidates that's running for Congress. And mm-hmm. so what I want to do, whoever our nominee is, is to um, give them the extra push to support, um, whether it's phone banking or going door-to-door or just administration stuff. Um, I just want to be able to give them a foundation um, from 
the young Republicans working with the state party and college Republicans um, to help uh, get more Republicans elected. Uh, Kristen, you recently had the young Republicans recently had an event in Baltimore City uh, at a Republican-friendly bar down in in Canton, and I was there. Uh, we we did a live interview, and uh, we talked about uh, some of the other exciting aspects of the Maryland Young Republicans. And from your perspective, uh, Kristen, what's going on? Um, it's been um, very like a whirlwind type of thing. And um, like Corey said, we're growing chapters. And um, I think we've got um, – I think we had another chapter chartered um, when we were in Chicago, if I'm correct. Um, so people are actually – they see the change and they're – they're seeing us step up, and they want to see. They want to start the change themselves. So it's like a it's like a rippling effect, and it's pretty much it's gone ever since um, the baseball um, um, tailgate thing. It's just been growing. It's like a momentum. It just won't stop going. That's great. And you, you, the organization is, have has been busy using social media, and you are getting the word out. Uh, and I see Corey all over the place. Uh, attending uh, candidate events, Corey, you you must been you you must have put a lot of miles on your car since becoming chairman of the Republic or the Maryland Young Republicans. Oh yeah, but it it, it it's fine. It's worth it. Um, I love my state. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to see uh, more Republicans elected, and hopefully by 2018, we'll have a a very strong YR. Um, chapter in Maryland to get uh, Governor Hogan reelected. So, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of hours, it's a lot of time, a lot of mileage. But um, you know, it, it it's I have I have a goal in mind, a goal in sight, and um, you know, it's worth the sacrifice. Yeah. So, um, fast forward to this this past weekend, uh, you had a big event in Chicago. Which was the Maryland Young or it was the Young Republicans uh, National Convention. So, talk about what had happened there uh, from 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 the first uh, day that you you arrived to the very last day. Can you and if you could just walk us through um, every bit and piece of the convention and everything that uh, occurred and all the exciting stuff. So, please feel free. Uh, the floor is yours, Corey. Sure. Well, I will say that my experience um, is a little bit different um, just because I was helping uh, one of the candidates or actually a whole slate um, to help them campaign to uh, win the election. So my experience is a little bit different. I didn't get to um, go to the seminars. I didn't get to sightsee a lot um, as I was um, helping and preparing uh, one of the slates. Uh, for the election, uh, but I arrived there Wednesday. Um, I actually met up with uh, some young Republicans from Georgia and Colorado, and mm-hmm. we went to a day a day game at uh, Wrigley Field, watched the Cubs. Nice. So that was nice. really really good. Yeah, it was a really <laughs> great experience. Great crowd. Um, from there, um, Thursday. Uh, that's when the meetings began, um, and it was it was pretty good um, experience all throughout uh, the convention. Um, I can't quite remember exactly what which meetings um, happened between Thursday and Friday, uh, but there was uh, speakers. Uh, Jeb Bush Jr. Um, mm. He was one of the speakers. He was good. He was representing his father, of course. Um, just relaying the ideas what uh, his father is, is campaigning on. Mm-hmm. Um, they had on Friday had a brunch at um, not Hard Rock. I'm sorry, at um, House of Blues, right. um, and that was really really good. It was really really nice. Um, so they had uh, one of their Illinois congressmen. They had uh, one of their state senators, um, and there that's when. Uh, they announced that uh, Maryland Republicans and the Maryland GOP, we were winners of uh, the 2017 bid for the National uh, Republican, the, the National Republican Conference um, in Annapolis. Oh, that's um, so, great. 
Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was, it was an awesome place to announce it. Uh, announce it at, uh, you know, Joe Cluster, our, our executive director, was there. Uh, Mayor Mike Panellini, he was there. Uh, the board was there. So it was just a really really good time, um, a united time, showing uh, from the state party on down uh, that we're, we're united. We have a, a healthy relationship, and we're just looking to move forward. Um, yeah. So that was Friday. Um, Saturday was um, the, the busy day, as uh, it was the election, and every everyone from uh, the chair, the new chairman, all the way down to uh, the secretary um, had had elections, and that was pretty much it. I think the the whole election might have took maybe about four to five hours, um, and after that, it was it was a small break, and then it was. Uh, the gala Saturday night, um, which uh, was very, very, it was right on um, the water uh, at the Navy Pier, um, and it was good. It was, it was, it was. I had a lot of good, a lot of good uh, times in Chicago. Met a lot of friends. Um, you know, it was, it was an awesome time. I wish you would have came. Right, told me you was gonna come. I know. I, I thought I was gonna come, but. Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, this past weekend, uh, I was I was sort of busy, and but but nonetheless, right. I I followed <laughs> I followed your uh, your Facebook, and I followed Kristen's Facebook, and okay. and I wanted to I wanted to go over to Kristen, and Kristen, was this your first time at a national convention? Yes, and um, it was actually pretty fun until um, <laughs> I had to go on the airplane back and forth. So, <laughs> um, first time on an airplane. No, uh, first time flying since I was like 15, maybe. Okay. By, my, uh, yeah, by myself. So. <laughs> well, I know that uh, I know that uh, flying can be intimidating, but uh, you know, I just sort of uh, zone out when you, especially when you get over the hump of the takeoff, and then when you're in midair. But I think from here to Chicago, it it takes what about an hour and a half, two hours. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, to go to Chicago, it's only an hour because they're an hour behind. So basically, it's it's actually two hours, but it's only an hour because when you enter their time zone. But coming uh-huh. back is two hours because you gain the extra hour coming back into Maryland. So let's talk about the how did Chicago? How was it chosen to be the uh, the national uh, to, for the, to host the national convention? What's the what's the hosting process, and how do you know since the Maryland since Maryland will uh, Annapolis in 2017 uh, will now host the the convention, how, what's the process? How do you apply? Uh, what's the criteria? How do you bid? And um, what what is all involved? Sure. So um, it's a it's a lengthy bid um, essentially. So uh, whichever club wants to um, make it a, a formal bid. Uh, you apply to the site selection committee um, by a certain date. And then after that, um, they take all the cities or the, the state chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, they now uh, you know, review them. Um, essentially, you have to place some money down. Um, and whoever is the winner um, or it's easy to say whoever's the loser they get their money back from the bid, and um, whoever meets the criteria. And it's a it's a group. I believe about maybe six six or seven people that come out to the city. You basically take them on a tour. You show them the facilities. Um, you know, you pretty much spend a day a day and a half with them uh, to show why. Uh, your city should be chosen and that your city can handle um, a convention that's roughly have about 600 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. And then uh, at the that year's convention, which was Chicago, you do a final presentation um, in, in front of the site selection committee, and um, they make a, dis- a final decision who's going to win it. Well, when you when they announced uh, the the selection of Annapolis for 2017, who what other city was competing against Annapolis or cities, I should say? 
Um, the only one that I've, I've heard about was was Orlando. Orlando, okay. Yeah. And uh, but it's going to be the the national convention in 2017. It's going to take place in the summertime, right? Correct. Uh, I believe oh. the tentative date uh, is in August, first week of August. First week in August. Perfect. Well, that'll be great because so many Maryland young Republicans and. Uh, and, and Republicans from all around the state of Maryland, hopefully they can come in and enjoy the, the convention. I will definitely be attending that one, and I'm hoping I can attend uh, the convention next year, And which leads me to my next question, Corey. Where is the convention next year? Well, the convention is held every two years, so oh, okay. that's why – yeah, so that's why Chicago and then 2015 and, and 2017 is, is going to be in Annapolis. Uh, but um, in the in, in the even years, uh, it's every every even year is held in D.C. So it's not the national convention, but it's the Young Republican Leadership Conference. So oh, okay. it's a little yeah, it's a little bit less activity, but it's generally the same idea. Um, people from all over. You know, they spend a day on uh, Capitol Hill. Um, they have speakers, um, different seminars. Then you have the, the gala. So it's, a, it's about the same, um, but it's usually just the chairman and the national committee persons, not, you know, full delegations from the states. Mm. So, Kristen, aside from Jeb Bush Jr., um, who is uh, – or I should say uh, – not Jeb Bush Jr., but George P. Bush um, – who is somewhat of I don't want to say a political celebrity, but he is an elected official. I believe he's the Texas Land Commissioner, um, and of course the son of a presidential candidate, uh, nonetheless. But were there any other people who attended the the, the national convention of note? Um, that actually would be a question for Corey because I was only there Friday and Saturday due to work obligations. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to see Jeb Bush Jr. and actually figure out um, and see what he was going to talk about. But unfortunately, I had to miss it because I had to work. So. Yeah, uh, Ryan, it, it was um, Jeb Bush Jr. Uh, a lot of people, he's not as um, as uh, popular as George P. Bush, but uh, yeah, hmm. it was um, it was Jeb Bush Jr. Um, and I'm sorry, was, I thought. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't even know Jeb Bush had another son, so <laughs> little do I know. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> um, well, yeah, mm-hmm. if if you look up Jeb Bush Jr., he comes right up. Yeah. Um But yeah, he's he's he he's actually been going around. I know the uh, the DCYRs had something like a fundraiser. Well, it wasn't DCYRs, but people affiliated with DCYRs had a fundraiser with him um, a few months ago. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been, you know, going all over the country, um, helping his father campaign. So yeah, Jeb Bush Jr. Um, but they didn't really, they were very light on speakers, um, uh, which was to my surprise. Um, I was hoping that they would have, um, they have a, a, a sitting, uh, Republican governor in Illinois, um, and so, yeah, they, I, I, I was hoping to hear him, but um, I don't know why. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was good. It was good. And even if there was, like I say, even if it was more more speakers, uh, I was actually helping uh, with the campaign uh, for one of the slates. So um, I, hmm. I wouldn't have been able to see a lot of people. Um, so... <clears throat> Some of the breakout sessions. Did what else did you learn? Um, did did you have any sort of like campaign sessions or grassroots training or uh, fundraising? What 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 was the uh, what was the layout there? Um, well, the layout. Um, they had a couple of sessions. Um, at the same time, they also had uh, different meetings. Like I went to. Uh, credentials meeting. I went to a state chairs association meeting. Um, so, actually, I'm, you know, I didn't do a lot of the seminar stuff just because I was, you know, in the meeting strategizing and hear what we're going to be doing between um, 2015 and 2016. Um, but they had different seminars. I know um, the Young Conservatives for Energy Reform um, had. A reception and 
and they also spoke about uh, young conservatives being for, um, you know, energy reform and mm-hmm. renewable energy and all that stuff. So they had a session. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I was, you know, either I was in the meeting, um, in the committee meeting, or uh, I was uh, going around uh, preparing for the election. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was um, it was a good uh, it was a good conference. But definitely, we uh, we as in Maryland YRs, we took notes, and we're definitely going to have Annapolis much better. So. Good. Well, speaking of speaking of the Annapolis convention, I want to bring in uh, Rachel Gengridge, who is uh, also part of the Maryland Young Republicans and has been for some time and has done tremendous work on behalf of the organization. And Rachel is going to be the convention coordinator uh, in 2007. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you for for calling in and. Uh, we have Corey and Kristen on the line, and they've done a tremendous job of explaining uh, what had happened at the convention. So I'd like to hear more about the Annapolis convention and uh, what what we expect and uh, how do you think it's going to come together? No, Corey and Kristen have done uh, have said a great deal. You know, there are a lot of things that we observed in Chicago that we will either enhance or improve upon when we bring the, the convention here to Annapolis in 2017. And we are definitely very excited to do so. You know, a lot of training, a lot of very important speakers, and we have, uh, we have a unique opportunity here to really showcase Mike Panelides, Larry Hogan, and a bunch of other politicians that are running for re-election uh, very soon after the convention will be held. What was your uh, w- what was your reaction when you found out that Annapolis would be uh, the convention? Uh, we would have the convention in Annapolis in 2017. What did you think? Oh well, you know, Jason Reinstein called me March 26th from from St. Louis, or I'm sorry, from uh, Salt Lake City, and he said, Rachel, mm-hmm. what do you think about us? potentially holding the convention, I said, yes, let's do it. Uh, So for the last three, four months, it's been going through planning, getting the basic outline of the convention in order, uh, and then going and proposing the bid to the nationals. So it's it's been really up and down, you know, making Mm -hmm. sure that we had what, what national wanted and showing them a great time in Annapolis. And we are so happy that they chose to pick us. Is this, and, and this question is for anyone, is this the first time that Annapolis has hosted uh, a convention for the, the, the Young Republican National uh, portion? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we will actually be the smallest city to ever host a YR National Convention. But I, I must show deference, but I think for the best. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Um, have we chosen where uh, – I'm assuming it's going to take place in a hotel or maybe the convention center. Have you guys given any thought about that? We have. You know, in the bid that we, we said that most of the activities would be held at the Westin in Annapolis on West Street. Of course, it depends on how many YRs actually register for the conference. We may need to do some breakout sessions in other locations but the primary hotel we expect to be the Westin. Oh, that's great. And not only that, you mentioned earlier that um, given that Mike Panelides, I think in 2017 he'll be up for re-election, um, he he won a close bid. I mean, it was like, what, 52 votes uh, last time um, in 2013? Yeah, it was in the 50s. It was in the 50s. It was it was quite a journey for all of Maryland, and it's fantastic. Mike's doing a great job, and now we're working towards getting Mike reelected and uh, city councilman, improving our Republican numbers, and all around. Incidentally, um, Anne Arundel County has done great for Republicans in the past two years. They have. They definitely have. Um, and of course, our the uh, Governor Hogan, and that would be great uh, to to bring young Republicans from all over the country to show them what we have accomplished in 2014, which was a big deal. It was the impossible. And uh, we did it, and with the help of a lot of, with many, many young people, especially young Republicans. And I'm very proud of the work that this organization is doing. So 
let me – I want to go into the convention specifically. Were there any uh, – let's go back to the breakout sessions. The breakout sessions, were there any sort of like sessions that talked about campaign management or how to organize or grassroots fundamentals um, that, that discussed the, the nuts and bolts of how we can get Republicans elected, how we can analyze data, and how we can use that data effectively to uh, – to make sure that we are going the right places, especially when we're door knocking. Well, one of the things that YR conventions try to offer are specific educational uh, opportunities for, for the YRs to participate in. I did hear from some YRs that Chicago didn't offer as much educational opportunity as they would like. So that is definitely something we can enhance when we bring the convention to Annapolis in two years. You know, we have the Leadership Institute here. We have a lot of very well-respected policy firms that can offer offer our our folks that are coming in here uh, good leadership training opportunities. So that is something we are definitely going to look at and, and bring in because a lot of YRs really rely on the leadership training to get donors to send them here to convention. And we heard that a lot from uh, from our fellow YRs this past week. So I want to present a scenario to you, and of course this is totally hypothetical and even more premature, but nonetheless, um, I'm, I'm betting that in 2016, in November, I, I, I'm, I hate making predictions, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, that I, I think, I think, think, think that we are have a great chance to elect uh, a new Republican president. And I, I think that whomever the candidate is, um, the party will uh, inevitably rally behind and make sure that we get this person into office. In 2017, of course, in 2017, a new president will be um, – six or seven months into their term, would there be a possibility that in 2017 we could bring a new Republican president of the United States into Annapolis to speak at the convention? Oh, that would be a pipe dream. That would be a (laughs) very welcome surprise. Yes, yes, and uh, I would be ecstatic. I mean, and think about how much national press that would bring to – our home state of Maryland, I think that would be fantastic. Um, yes. So, Corey uh, and Kristen, I want to go back to you. Um, when you met other Republicans from around the country, um, what kind of, what kind of th- did you pick up on certain tidbits about how they run their organization, their organization uh, methodology, and some of the new ways that – or some ways that they are utilizing, um, let's just say, social media or the Internet – um, to reach out to new voters, uh, Maryland is a traditionally, um, you know, we're a democratic state, um, but we're we're slowly turning purple. And with the last election, there's a lot to be hopeful for. But did you meet Republicans in other states that are traditionally blue, and how are they reaching out to new Republicans? Well, um, I'll answer that. Uh, even before the election, I was uh, reaching out to other. Um, State YR chair chairs and national committee persons, and um, everyone has been extremely helpful, um, mm-hmm. from Indiana to Arizona, um, Georgia, um, just just throughout the country, Kansas. Uh, they they've been very helpful to to for me to put some type of foundation to move Maryland YRs forward. Uh, when I when I arrived at the convention, it gave me an opportunity to uh, meet even more uh, YR chairmen, and we were exchanging ideas left and right, not only about social media, but stuff like how to handle bank accounts, um, you know, what type of events to do, um, mm-hmm. what what type of things um, are successful. Should we interact? Um, and go to events during the primary stage. I mean, it was just all types of topics um, that we were all talking about um, to uh, to see how other states work and how they function, how um, it helps their successful um, by our organization to be the best. So yeah, so um, just 
just just along with social media, yes, they're very active on Twitter, on Facebook, um, to developing chapters. But one of the the chapters that I really like to focus on is Indiana, and they have over 50 chapters in their state, and mm-hmm. they're just extremely, extremely successful um, in keeping a strong state organization and developing uh, YR members uh, into um, leaders, and that's what I eventually want to do in Maryland as well. So I I think that I, I've been in Indiana, and uh, I've met a few YRs before in Indiana, and yeah, you're right, Corey. They are they are fantastic. They they have their mm-hmm. acts together. They they are organized, and it shows. And especially mm-hmm. with um, uh, they have a great governor now, Governor Mike Pence, uh, who's doing right. a tremendous job. And I I have to say. I'm a little biased towards Governor Pence um, because I used to work for him uh, a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, on I worked for him on Capitol Hill, so I know him um, and I know his character, and I know that uh, he awesome. definitely upholds um, the conservative vision and is implementing those ideas uh, and doing it very strategically well in a state like Indiana. So um, that's that's good to hear that we are that we're definitely learning from him. And I want to go into. Another topic, there was a an election to for the new executive board. And so my understanding is that there were two is it, were there two teams running um for uh for ex- the executive leadership and one of those people um who I believe came up short was uh Megan Myers Hansen. Uh Me- I reached out to mm-hmm. Megan um a, it might have been uh last month, two months ago. Um we were supposed to we were supposed to do an interview with Megan. Um I it just Timing was bad and it did not work, but nonetheless, I was I was watching her campaign from social media, and she was very active. Um, and I think you and some of the other young Republicans from Maryland were behind that effort, um, but she ultimately came up short. So, do you want to talk about the national election and the the campaign for that and the process and who who ultimately won? Sure. So. Um... So the state uh, endorsed uh, Megan, and mm-hmm. uh, she flew up here uh, during our uh, state convention, and uh, she took her time and money to come up here, uh, which you know the incoming board really appreciated because there was actually about four or five four or five other state conventions going on, and um, you know the reason one of the reasons why I really liked. Um, Megan's because she, you know, she pledged support if she was to be elected that, uh, one, you know, Maryland would be one of the states um, that she would be focused on as, you know, the membership and, um, you know, the the, the whole, um, how can I say, um, how 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 membership was just um, below below mm-hmm. expectations. Um, so, um, you know, she she reached out to me, um, you know, she asked for my support after we had a talk, and then um, she, she reached out again and said, hey, I'm going to come up, I'm going to um, plead my case in front of um, you and the rest of the people in Maryland, and, um, you know, it went well, and the rest of the board um, really liked her, they liked her message, they appreciated her coming up. And, um, you know, from there, I wanted to um, help her win, not only because I felt that she was um, the better candidate, but I also was looking out for Maryland and and, and wanted that pledge that I didn't hear at the time um, from the other the other ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked um, and helped Megan throughout um, her campaign um, as much as I could. Uh, you know, she she was going everywhere and flying everywhere and, and, and did a lot of great fundraising. And I'll just fast forward to the convention and that's why I really couldn't specify a lot of a lot of the different events were going on because if I wasn't in a committee meeting, um I was out, you know, trying to uh trying to um get enough you know, get more votes for her. Mm-hmm. Um so she ran a really great, honest campaign. Um, election day came, and, um, you know, she gave her speech. 
um, Dennis Cook, who is now our, our chair, our current chair, um, gave his speech, and um, and yeah, she 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 fell short. So um, you know, mm-hmm. I've been speaking with her, um, you know, daily just to see how things going, and she always kept a positive attitude. That's and good. right after the right after the election, um, I walked up to Dennis. I said, "Congratulations." Um, you have my full support. Um, you have the full support of my my state, um, and he and he appreciated it. And he said that uh, you know he definitely wants to talk offline to, to help out Maryland to uh, further the growth. Um, so I, I appreciate his support, um, and you know I just look forward to working with Dennis and and helping uh, Maryland YR to be a stronger chapter. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go over to Rachel and then Kristen. Uh, Rachel, uh, w- was there a platform for for each of the uh, the slates that were running, and um, what differentiated them uh, between uh, from one campaign to the other? Oh, you know that's really tough. Both campaigns have very similar slates in that they wanted to improve communication amongst the national level with the state level. Um, you know, having been around the National Wires for over a decade, I've I've seen many things, and Megan did have a very bright, positive message um, coming into the convention. Uh, Dennis Cook and his team just had the the manpower; they had the experience that put them over the top. So, I wouldn't say there was a difference in message, so to speak. They they both have very similar. Uh, ideals on how they wanted to move the YRNF forward. It was just a matter of when it came down to it, who had the most experience in in order to realize the message. Mm -hmm. When we say experience, uh, what what type of experience were convention attendees uh, looking for? What did they expect? Was it experience in electing Republicans? Was it experience in working in campaigns? Or was it experience professional experience, and how, how do we quantify that? Well, the, the the team that Dennis Cook put together, a lot of them have already been involved in the national YR scene for many years, and so they understand how the system works and how to get things done. I think that's the biggest differentiation. Oh, okay. Um, so, well, that's interesting uh, because I was I was following. Uh, I, I only knew of the one side. I only knew of Megan's campaign, and um, and then of course I saw her. I was following Facebook, and uh, she she lost. But I'm assuming that the new executive leadership um, they're putting their leadership style and uh, into the works. Uh, they're putting uh, and they're starting to work with the state parties now. Do Corey and and Kristen, do you both will you both communicate directly with the national leadership and take um, advice or uh, talk? How how is that passed down to the local level here in Maryland? Um, so I actually uh, been speaking with uh, people throughout the region already. Um, spoke with a uh, John Green. Uh, he's our, our regional director. Um, he's out of New York. Um, I had an uh, email conversation with Mike. He's our um, our regional chair, um, so we have plans to speak over the phone over the weekend. And I'm sure I'll probably be speaking with Dennis um, sometime shortly after that. Uh, so we we are already in full communication, um, looking at ways to uh, you know better Maryland and better the region. Um, and so, yeah, we're 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 just we're just moving forward. I'm, I'm focused on uh, making y, YRNF a stronger chapter as well as Maryland YRs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kristen, let me ask you this: When you were uh, at the convention, um, <laughs> we were you surprised about how many young Republicans there really are out there? Because I, I've seen some pictures, and I'm like, my God. I thought I was just an active Republican, but there's a lot of people out there that really care about this cause. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I think California had um, 60. Is that right, Corey? California had like 60, I think it was. Yeah, um, 60, 70, somewhere around there. 
Yeah, and they and they're like, take a picture of me, and I'm like, I can't get you all in the frame. <laughs> so um, it was just shocking because like there were some states had one, some states had we had ten. I mean, it varied, but it was just amazing to see everybody come together. Um, yeah, it yeah, was amazing, that... and well, and when we got all that, we, it didn't look like a lot. It did not look like a lot of people because we were all spread out. But once we got in that room, it was like. Oh my gosh! And they had to actually bring more seating in because they did not count for all the alternates and they actually in Puerto Rico and New Hampshire. So they had a they had a it was a tight space. So and luckily what, we were by the door, so we could get out. <laughs> this this question is a uh, a grab bag, so anybody who wants to take it can run with it. Uh, Republicans, uh, the, the, oftentimes you will hear unfair criticism directed. At Republicans uh, that we are not diverse, which is patently false because Maryland has a massively diverse group of Republicans at not only, you know, I guess the regular Republicans, but especially uh, on the young Republican side. Uh, did you see a mixture of cultures of, of race and ethnicities at the convention? There were tons of different I mean, it was so diverse. I mean, you had Puerto Rico in there. You had, you had Maryland. You had, I mean, you had pretty much everybody from all walks of life in there. No, well, Kristen's absolutely right. Kristen's absolutely right. There, you know, every ethnicity could was represented, and that really shows the future of the Republican Party with the youth. How diverse we we really are. I agree. I think that. That if you look at the Republican Party now, we're we are undergoing a a change. More and more people are uh, attracted to the ideas, and and I know we follow the social media chatter and we go back and forth with different people. But I think you're you're seeing a lot of people make a revolutionary shift, um, not to identity politics, but to actual ideas. And on ideas alone, you look at the Republican Party. They're markedly different than of the Democratic Party, and it's no wonder. I, I mean, if you obviously you, you take into account national demographics and you go state by state, but we have a Republican Congress, and I think I think we're on the cusp of electing a a solidly Republican candidate in 2016 into the White House. So I'm excited to hear that because that 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 question often comes up, and it's often a, an unfair criticism. Um, uh, that that Democrats level at that Republicans. Oh, they're not diverse. Well, of course they're diverse. Um, and I'd imagine that at the the national convention, um, what was the Latino population? And I and I and I'm, I'm phrasing this question this way, and as a lead-in to say that that's going to be a huge constituency that Republicans are going to, of course, want to reach out to in 2016. Did you see a lot of Latino Republicans? Oh, California, Texas, even New Jersey have huge Latino populations within their own delegations. So, yes, they, they were very well represented. That's good to hear. Um, and so I'm moving forward, um, let's talk about Maryland specifically. Uh, we did a show a few weeks ago with Republicans and I had you on, Kristen, um, and Rachel, unfortunately, you you weren't there, but I'm so happy to have you on tonight. And, Corey, you, you weren't part of the show, but I'm equally as happy to have you on uh, tonight as well. Um, it was Eric Beasley came on last time. Brandon Cooper came on. But um, moving forward, uh, what, is the, what is the goal of Maryland Repo uh, Young Republicans, and what, um, what are you trying to hope to accomplish um, this next year? Um, well, our, our, we, we have several goals, but our main goal is to uh, just create and develop chapters, um, have those chapters flourish, um, have the state chapter to be um, a supportive tool for them, um, and to have uh, more Republicans elected. Um, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to just get more Republicans elected um and to spread uh, republican principles throughout maryland um so right now um so far so good um howard 
Delaware County YRs is having their first uh, meeting tomorrow. Um, Baltimore is having their first meeting, I believe, August 27th. Um, and I'm in talks right now with uh, Charles County, so we should be having something down there at the end of August, as well as uh, Calvert County had a first meeting in June, and I, I believe I'm sorry, in July, and I believe that they will be having something this month as well. So um, things are go- going really well. Um, oh, I almost forgot about Hartford County. Hartford County has something uh, August 12th. And for those who live in the D.C. metropolitan area, uh, Maryland YRs and the D.C. YRs is having a joint happy hour uh, featuring our House Minority Speaker, Nick Kipke, um, Mm. as our our guest speaker. So just a lot of things are just um, coming down um, all at once. It's very fast-paced, and um, we're just working hard to continue uh, to uh, keep up with the success that we're having, and um, we're going to work hard to uh, continue to develop chapters throughout Maryland. Uh, I I live in uh, the 6th Congressional District in Maryland, which extends all the way from Garrett County to Allegheny to Washington to Frederick and all the way down here in Montgomery County. Um, it's obviously the most gerrymandered district, I think, uh, in, the, in the entire state, but nonetheless, there's a lot of candidates that are that are jumping into this race, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, David Vote, who is a delegate from Frederick County, he is a um, he is a young Republican. I believe uh, delegate Vote is what thirty one, maybe thirty or thirty one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that's promising. You have Maryland Republicans, young Republicans, who are in elected office and who are doing great things and who are rising up the political ladder to go on to become effective leaders. Um, so this is very this is a very exciting time for the Maryland Young Republicans, and it's under new leadership. You guys are putting your heads together, coming up with new and innovative ways to reach out. And I have to tell you, watching um, the social media, and and, and I think that uh, a social media is a good dial. It's a great indicator to determine what's happening on through statewide, and it's a great way to communicate and connect with people. But you guys are winning. The social media, uh, I don't want to say battle, but you, you guys are winning uh, the the social media um, uh, delivery uh, versus that of the Maryland Democrats. And you know, on this show, I, I, I always try to be fair, and I, I certainly don't want to express my own personal slants, but I got to tell you, some of the statuses that I have seen from the Maryland Democratic <laughs> Party, I mean, it's like I don't know if they let – I don't know if they let the interns run run it or they just don't understand PR. But lately, guys, and you may might, you may or may not agree, but it's been really bad. It's been unfortunate. It's it, I, I just I don't quite understand. I mean, they they wrote a posting today talking about how Republicans only have one female candidate um, <laughs> running for president, and she's not on the debate stage. Well, that wasn't decided by national Republicans. That was decided by Fox News. They took the the, the uh-huh. they took the the average of the polls and then used it, which I think is a funky way to do it. But she wasn't excluded because she's a woman. And the Maryland Democrats sometimes put these statuses out there um, that are just really unfortunate. And not to go on a rant, but I, I did you all see the Barry Raskover column the other day? I haven't. I haven't. I, I haven't. I've been trying yeah. to not be influenced by certain things. So I've been trying uh, to stay away from it until I see the debate and go from there. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, Barry Raskover, who is a columnist for uh, the Maryland Reporter dot com, he wrote a uh, very unfriendly and uh, superfluous and dubious piece um, and connected uh, Governor Hogan's cancer treatment. Uh, as to the reason why he may have been nasty, and uh, it 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 has not been, it was not especially friendly. So, um, so anyway, uh, I want to leave you guys with the opportunity to share a final thought, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, Kristen, do you want to begin? Just a final thought. I'll go. Um, Chicago was a great experience. We learned what not to do and what to do. Um, 
thank God it's in Annapolis, so I don't have to Uber everywhere. I think I spend at least $200 Ubering the whole weekend. Um, and uh, I got to experience Lollapalooza for the first time from afar, so that was a plus. Um, <laughs> but um, I had fun. I got to um, – I made new friends. I got to meet people from Arizona, um, California, all over, and, like, um, and I'm, I deeply love Megan. I love Megan and what she stood for. And I feel like we made a strong bond and connection there. Cause when I first walked in, she goes, hello, Miss Marilyn. To me. <laughs> so, um, I feel like we're going to take a, the advice from everybody that we can and just grow our chapter and, I mean, grow our um, organization and make more chat and grow more chapters. And eventually we'll get to the 60 delegates. I'm hoping. Okay. <laughs> That's great. And Kristen, I'm really happy that you could go and uh I, I look forward to hearing uh more about the convention and all that had happened uh in person. So Corey, final thought. Corey, are you still there? Corey, are you still there? Uh, uh my final thoughts are uh you know, <laughs> We may be having a connection problem. Okay, I think we might have a. I think we might have a slight connection problem. So I'm going to go ahead. No, I I can't actually hear you. But and I hate to end the show this way. But nonetheless, uh, we had Corey Boone and uh, Kristen Long and uh, Rebecca Gingrich, uh, Rachel Gingrich. Excuse me, I I can't. <laughs> My mind has been out in left field some of these days. But nonetheless, we had a little slight connection problem there. No worries. It was a great show. Uh, Corey Boone came on. The convention sounds like it was a fantastic ordeal. I, I missed it, unfortunately. Um, so I'm I'm happy to hear that all was good. So we'll wrap up the show just a little bit earlier this evening. So I want to thank my guest. Um, and again, my name is Ryan Miner. This is a minor detail. You're listening to the show on blogtalkradio.com slash a minor detail from the Change Montgomery County Radio Network. Thank you to everybody who joined me tonight, and I look forward to our next episode. Uh, I do my show every Wednesday um, at 9 o'clock p.m. on this station. I've been taking sort of a brief sabbatical. Uh, it's the summertime. We know people are away on vacation. I went on vacation this past weekend with my uh, my family. So um, with that, I'm going to sign off and thank you all so very much for a great opportunity. Have a great night. <laughs>